This podcast is brought to you by Vinzero. Vinzero pioneers solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support net zero targets. Visit vinzero.com to learn more about how organisations design, build and solve through digitalisation. From Vinzero to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to Vinzero Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews and profiles. For nearly 50 years, Serge Ferrari has been designing, developing and manufacturing innovative composite fabrics for light architectural and exterior landscaping applications. From solar protection, tensile architecture, modular structures, furniture and marine, their solutions combine aesthetics with durability, comfort and eco-responsibility, supporting their mission to act now to build a better tomorrow. We're joined today by Nitin Govila, Senior Vice President, Asia Pacific and MEA. Welcome to the program, Nitin. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me and uh, I'm happy to be here to speaking to you. So for those who may not have heard of the brand name Serge Ferrari, can we perhaps start with an overview of the brand and the business? Yeah. So Serge Ferrari, um, we are turning actually as a company 50 years. Uh, we'll be 50 years young in 2023. Uh, it's a French company, a uh, world leader in composite materials, manufacturing and uh, selling and distributing. Uh, and composite material means working across uh, different kinds of technical fabrics for interior, outdoor, exterior applications. Our main manufacturing is based in a town which is 45 minutes from city of Lyon. And we also have manufacturing setups across the world in uh, Germany, in Switzerland, and uh, recently, a few years back, uh, we also have one in Taiwan, in Asia. And for further context around the types of products you produce, what are some of the better known installations around the globe for the Serge Ferrari's architectural range? Well, actually, there are many. It depends on which part of the world people are in. So if I talk about, say, Australia, I mean, Bangaru is a very most talked about project. Or in China, recently in the Beijing Bird Stadium, which was used in the Winter Olympics. The inside ceiling material is a non-combustible acoustic fabric. We've done plenty of cricket stadiums, whether it's at Lourdes in India. Then if you come to France, the two Olympic Lyonnais, the Marseille Stadium, which is part of the French League. US also, we have uh, some big structures and shading structures and stadiums, which uh, we've done. Then um, the World Cups in uh, when it was in South Africa, recently Dubai Expo, I think nearly 19 pavilions have been done. Uh, the conical structure, the color structures, the fabrics on the roof, the facades. In fact, the sustainability pavilion has been done by the fabric facades. Uh, then the biggest iconic Burj Al Arab. If people know when they go to Dubai, you know it's it's the mascot kind of a, of Dubai. The the fabric, it's the facade which is actually by fabric, fabric membrane. So it's an interesting one, and it's already touching more than twenty five plus years. Maintains it quality maintains its whiteness and uh, and beauty uh, still and there are also a number of niche products specific to the built environment as well can you tell us about some of those so for the built environment we have a lot of non-combustible uh, products we have um, stamisol uh, it's a waterproof highest category non-combustible um, skin which you put on a facade so it, if say for example you're using an aluminium bond um, uh, facade or any kind of facade. So between the concrete and that uh, facades, you can put that. So in that sense, as a complete concept, 
the building classifies to the new fire code. Uh, so it's totally non-combustible. We have the non-combustible fabrics for interior applications, which we've used, as I mentioned, in some of the stadiums for ceiling applications. Also, some of the showrooms in uh, very high-end luxury product showroom in Singapore. If I talk about niche, then we have acoustics product, which are either for interior applications where you can use for ceiling, blinds, baffles of different kinds of applications, print on it also, and for covered exterior. So if you're using a stadium roof, then you can put it inside that or an amphitheater or those kinds of structures. You can use the second skin inside uh, with the acoustics material. Then facades, fabric facades, which for us, um, it's a reg it's a regular thing, but it's it's still a niche in the market because when we talk about it, people are surprised that, okay, there could be fabric facades which could be used as second skins. And we've used that over big structures, small structures. It really brings the element of aesthetics, thermal comfort, glare control, can manage your you know air conditioning or heating loads within the building. And then we have the membranes, which are made of glass fibers because of... Uh, specific norms and recently just uh, one year back we launched a fabric which is a polyalate yarn uh, which is um, transparent uh, roof material uh, waterproof quite flexible uh, and it can really um, give you the kind of comfort and structure strength which you're looking for in even transparent structures and you're investing also in R&D as part of your long-term vision when it comes to the production processes you mentioned polyloop in a recent conversation Polyloop is an operation where, or a concept where you can convert the products to create good quality fibers or yarns, which then you can reuse back to make your product. So Polyloop is a process, a process to recycle or to transform it. This is becoming a big thing because in recycling, there are many companies involved. Now, can you use those yarns or those material to create fabric? So that's also part of um, our long-term vision and part of the investment which we do in R&D to keep on looking at new technologies, new directions. And Serge Ferrari's mission, Act Now to Build a Better Tomorrow, demonstrates a sustainability focus. What can you tell us about that? Well, as the statement says, doing it now, because the product development has a certain cycle, which could be based on the yarns, the way we develop the product, the kind of raw material we use to develop the product, then we will not be able to be ready for tomorrow. So any product cycle in our business takes a bit of time, you know, it does not happen. I decide today and next quarter I'll have it. In that sense, it really fits into our way. And then when we look forward, how things are moving sustainability-wise, expectations of uh, the green building concept or the green vision of each country, we have to do uh, things now, start now, so that we are ready to help those countries or those departments or those governments and customers to align with the overall objective. So three pillars support your mission. What are they and how do they provide direction to the business? So three pillars. One is acting uh, now. So obviously take actions towards a certain direction. Uh, then the second part is related to building better. So now can, we can support the industry that they can do better structures, long lasting structures. Third is obviously building with less. Sometimes what we don't realize is one part is the product, but then the way you construct and what you use, that also has a very big long-term impact, not only on the people who are working, but also uh, on the people who would be residents or use the facility and, and overall in that uh, community where you create that structures. So basically using those um, 
perspectives, um, these are the main uh, three pillars. We've added another fourth one for us. Basically, that's more, I would say, an internal one, but it will help us to service everyone much better is the digitization or digitalization concept where we are trying to improve our internal processes that we are able to then respond to the market needs and the market expectations and to the customer needs accordingly and much faster and efficient way. Expectations and to the customer needs accordingly and much faster and efficient way. And so talking about your products, what makes your composite materials able to blend with the environment so well? Many things. I think at first it starts with the raw material. So in terms of what kind of raw material we use, what formulations do we use, then where do we source it from? So all those elements, now we take a lot of care and consideration because that's very important for us. Then at the same time, when we design those products, what norms and what needs are they fulfilling? Do we have recycled content? Uh, what processes are we doing? How we be taking care of the exhaust gases or any effluents which are coming? How do we retrim, use it again? Then the kind of colors or the products we make where if people are thinking of that, when we talk to architects, they can see that, okay, it blends into the environment, blends into the nature, blends into the specific needs people are looking for. So, so one example, as I mentioned earlier, was about facades. The other could be membranes, the shade sails, even furniture fabrics for outdoor living, for outdoor living. And sustainability and the environment is a major consideration for Serge Ferrari. So what are some of the innovations that have been developed specific to the focus now on circularity for the built environment? That's a good question. Earlier, until a few years back, we had manufacturing in Italy where we used to get the fabrics and recycle it and convert it to yarns, which are then sold to another industry. Over the last few years, we decided to go uh, in it ourselves through a startup concept we created where we call it Polyloop, which should be launched next year. It's in the test phase in France. It's kind of a box modular concept where a certain a small manufacturing unit is created in a container box where you can just put it besides your plant or connected with your manufacturing and you can start uh, converting the fabrics or membranes to make real first quality yarns which can then go back into the industry or for some other purpose. Then through our R&D, the kind of products we want to develop, maybe using sometimes more water, less water, sometimes using uh, different kind of raisins, pigments, uh, even uh, the element I talked about that how to use recycled fibers to make a different kind of membranes and products. So these are many things uh, on that. Then in our manufacturing, what processes we use, how do we use the energy, how do we save the energy and uh, those kinds of elements. Then in terms of working, our offices, how do we manage the, the workflow internally to do that. So it's not only about products, we are also really uh, going deeper into the way, the processes, the workflow, which we have in the company too. And can we talk a little about the impact of climate change on your product innovations? One example I can quote here is that the facade products, because a lo lot of buildings earlier have been made of concrete and still are. And then sometimes they are of glass with their uh, uh, main facades. Obviously, it adds a good aesthetic value for the building. But at the same time, it's also increasing heating or cooling loads. So in that sense, uh, having something which can ensure that the heat is stopped outside rather than coming inside, that's where our facade meshes become very relevant because then you're able to block 80, 85% of thermal 
uh, heat outside you also still feel part uh, totally connected to the environment and you give a nice uh, feeling to the building uh, occupants so this could be a new design uh, it's a second skin or it could be even a renovation where you have an old building old structure old stadium whatever and you can renovate by creating a whole um, envelope uh, as we say around it uh, then the other parts is also the fabric uh, structures or big structures like stadiums airports uh, instead of using the classical materials you can use this uh, fabric membranes which gel well with the environment and the needs provide a good level of translucency support light and so obviously you can use the same structures or the same space for longer time rather than then using uh, lighting to light it up if you are using a opaque uh, structure or or roofing and you have some interesting developments around supporting energy solutions as we know now the energy prices are going up biogas is a very growing market we are not creating the process so the the biogas process of conversion the waste or whatever waste you may say plant waste animal waste or whatever every country or every uh, part of the world may have their own unique technologies but where the conversion happens that space has to be protected now classically people have been using concrete but then that degrades you have to maintain and some other challenges you face now we have a fabric which if you use as double skin or single skin depending on the size of the biogas converter or the balloon you actually can use it for longer time and the fabric does not degrade even with the strong gases which are there when that conversion process is happening so it protects that environment it's also in a certain color like green which kind of integrates well in that sense so aesthetically it's also pleasing so that's where having a fabric which can last does not degrade so that there's no leakage even to the environment uh, is is very important and if i may add it's also the element of design how do you design how do you fix it that's where also we have partnership with certain companies in certain parts of the world which ensure that the design also is strong along with the fabric to ensure that safety and a good output and quality of conversion are you looking for a digitalization and net zero partner to help you achieve your goals join the thousands of aec and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to vinzero to start their journey toward a net zero future with 32 offices around the world vinzero can connect you to the right technologies and workflow processes so you can maintain your competitive position and increase profitability vinzero has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward wherever you are on your digitalization and net zero journey visit vinzero.com to find out more and what is it about the composite makeup of the products that provides durability and longevity yes so again it starts from the yarns how do you make the yarns what raw material do you use to make the yarns then after that how do you treat them after the treating what's how do you say warp or weave i mean those are the classical ones and then finally the formulations of resins pigments uh, whatever you are using for the coating that's where the real intelligence uh, comes which is leading you to provide the longevity because in some of our products we also give 20 15 20 25 years warranty means the life of the structure could be much longer or the structure may last much longer but as a company on the fabric we are giving that warranty now the key, the key part here sometimes people don't understand is and it's natural that if there somewhere they see a faulty structure 
they kind of end up blaming the fabric. But most of the time, it is not like that. Most of the time, it's dependent how the structure is designed. Because there are needs of technical software which you use, which depending on which part of the world you are, what's the rain load there, what's the wind load there, you're on the coast or interiors, what kind of environment is there, it creates those safety factors. Those safety factors can then be used to define the kind of steel you have to use, the kind of fabric you have to use, heavier, light one, higher tensile strength or lower one. That is very key. And then the final thing is the installation and the fixing. So there are many elements to make it really a good structure. So if you're warranting the products for 25 years and we know that climate events are happening and they're occurring at a regular rate and temperatures are going up, how are you accommodating for that in the manufacturer warranty? That's what we keep on studying because then we kind of do it, keep on testing. There are labs in Europe, in other parts of the world, which do a simulated conditions and they keep on testing that. And the software itself, they are available in the market, but there are only few, uh, the real good ones, um, where you need to be trained. In fact, people have to do a two-year course or a three-year engineering course or a master's course to be able to understand this engineering. And there, then it's also the element of what safety factors you want to put. So generally, it will be a different wind load. It will be a different element of temperature variations. So those factors are generally in the software, but you can also feed it in get more data from the outside, feed that data into in, and the software itself gives you the putting a safety multiple of two, three, four, five, giving the kind of uh, structure it should be, kind of steel you have to use, kind of the fabric you have to use. So, so it's a mix of everything. Uh, these environment elements are regularly updated. In fact, for facades, we have also developed our internal software where we've taken on 90 cities across the world. You can put the type of glass um, you're using as your facades and then for fabric facades as a second skin you put those factors it can tell you the kind of change you can look at uh, in terms of temperature or other things for the building so so we obviously keep on updating that as things uh, change across uh, the environments because there are a lot of studies which are being done regularly on the temperature changes so we keep on using that data to update uh, our own uh, developments also you have some best practice principles around the use of PVC as well. What can you share about that? Yeah, so this best practice is a very interesting concept. It's important to understand how those materials are also produced or made. So what uh, the best practice concept of Australia and the Vinyl Council they have done is that there they go to the upstream process of a company to the element that where are you sourcing your raw material from, how are they processed, and then even the raw material suppliers how are they producing or making those raw materials to supply to you? So it's a full analysis of the downstream chain. It takes a lot of time. It's um, two, three years, takes a lot of efforts and money. And we've been able to pass that for many of our products, which are used in uh, solar interior, and exterior solar protection, and even for the big structures uh, in Australia. So, so I, I mean, it's very interesting. And then every two, three years, you have to renew. Uh, there are some processes to be followed for that. So it's a nice way to say that let's start the intermediate step to see actually are the processes good, are the processes correct in the way the, the things are being done, which itself is a good start in that direction. And with the emphasis now on renovating and retrofitting from a circularity standpoint, can you provide an example of where a facade can be used to retrofit or provide a new look to an existing building? Yeah, so let me take one big and small. So let's assume a stadium very old, 15, 20 years, right? And um, 
the amount of money or the local uh, city council has to pay and change things for two, three, four years to bring down a stadium. It's not used. So there's a loss to the exchequer and everything. There, um, either you can paint, you know, but sometimes stadiums are made in such a way that the painting will not create that effect. Or you try to say, okay, let's, uh, because it's a lightweight material, you can easily create light structures and envelop the whole building. So not only it creates that aesthetic and new look, you can play with the lighting, you can print on it. And at the same time, it brings comfort even to the, uh, the spectators who are inside the stadium. Because depending on the uh, time of the day and if it's an open and a day match in that sense and there's a lot of heat, it protects you from that. Obviously, the heat still will come from the top, but at the same time from the sides um, and also from the rain, uh, it, it protects you well on that. So so that's, uh, that's an example of renovation. Now, if you look at uh, more in a classical office building or even a residential building, depending on the type of facades, you have a lot of heat coming inside the building and it's old one obviously it's not easy to move out the residence just like that so there again you can envelop it make a nice design you can even create your own brand design or color or printing and what it will do is it will immediately block the nearly 80 85 percent of the heat coming inside the building so even though you may have the best of blinds when you block the heat outside then in the end you can really manage the air conditioning load and the glare because uh, sometimes in certain parts of the world, the sun is at a lower level, so it comes directly in your eyes. So you can manage that and uh, you can play then both with the exterior facades and with the blinds. Otherwise, if it's only, there's no facades, the light, uh, the heat still comes inside. So while you can have a good blind to, to make your space comfortable, but the heat is inside the building. So it does not uh, help you too much on the air conditioning load and those elements. So when you have an exterior part, you really, bring many elements of aesthetics, thermal comfort, with uh, glare con control and, uh, and other uh, functional features which uh, uh, having an exterior facade can bring and very fast also. So is Ferrari are also innovating and developing products in response to other market conditions such as COVID, aren't they? The year of uh, 2020, uh, we were supported, our R&D was supported also by the French Ministry of Defence. We develop uh, on two of our products, a special coating called Ajivir coating, which could kill, uh, and it was tested and proven, it could kill 99% plus uh, of the uh, COVID virus and other viruses or the coronaviruses family uh, within a certain amount of time, say 15 minutes. Uh, they was, you know, initially uh, pushed for people to put in supermarket carts. You can put on door handles, you can put on, uh, the panels where people may stand or touch. So there were different applications. Um, and now we've used the same coating in one of our blinds, which becomes as a standard product. So uh, you can use it uh, even for uh, clinic, hospital, medical uh, applications in these medical facilities uh, in, in that sense. So that was the development we did. Obviously, as COVID changed and, uh, and things changed, the interest also changes because, you know, uh, people say, well, now, why should I invest on this? Because, okay, I mean, everybody is either vaccinated. So the, the concept changes. But having realized that also, we said, okay, we have the technology, we have the know-how. If we can also transfer it to some of our products, so whether it's maybe some of our furniture products, maybe it's uh, like I mentioned about a blind, a product of fabric, which can be used for interior blinds, 
then it makes it very interesting targeting a specific market segment for long term, whether Corona or COVID or not in that sense. So, Nitin, we're coming to the end of our time together on our Think Future podcast. In a recent conversation we had, we were talking about Serge Ferrari's investment in R&D. So when you think about the future and you think about the innovations that you know are in your roadmap, what is it that excites you the most? I think to have um, uh, uh, fabrics or membranes made out of alternative materials, uh, it could be recycled, it could be some uh, very unique uh, materials which uh, are coming from certain parts of the world. These are uh, continual um, developments we continue to do. As people in the field, it's also a job to give that feedback to R&D that this is the trend we are seeing. So that becomes very important. And now we are working much, much closer uh, also in that sense. So this um, element is also key. And uh, and I think this what really excites me because um, the direction we are taking is to ensure that both product and sales and R&D will work more and more closer with each other. So this way we, we hear it, the voice of the market much faster, much deeper. And then we are able to also, you know, influence the direction the R&D or the innovation has to take. It's been great having you on the program, Nitin, and we're looking forward to seeing more of Serge Ferrari's innovation. Yeah, my pleasure too to be here. And uh, thank you for taking out time and having me here. And I look forward to remain connected. This podcast was brought to you by Vinzero. Vinzero helped the AEC and manufacturing industries keep pace with digital change and achieve their technological and sustainability leadership goals. Vinzero is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts, providing forums and platforms through our Vinzero Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. Like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we take AEC and manufacturing around the world closer to zero. You can download our podcasts at vinzero.com or from your favourite podcast platform. From Vinzero Think Future, thanks for listening.